This is Transistor.fm. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind-the-scenes story of building a web app in 2020. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I do product and marketing. Follow along as we build Transistor.fm. Hey, wait, what, what happened to my notes? Oh, I, I wrote them in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, no. Because uh, uh, we were just, right before we recorded, we were talking about all the things. We've got a lot of things. Listeners, this is episode... 100. 100. One zero zero. Big one zero zero. And we want to talk a little bit about that, how it feels to be here. Uh, but <laughs> you were you were sharing this thing with me that I think is like it. Everybody can identify with this. With this. Yeah. So what happened? It, it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I, I'll, I was going to anonymize it, but I, it does, there's no reason to. So I, <laughs> a while back, I was on uh, I was on a podcast called Code Story. Um, and Noah interviewed me for that. And that was a, that was a fun show to be on. And so he emailed me, uh, it's probably been a couple of weeks now. And all he wanted was a simple testimonial for some marketing material that he gives to prospective speakers or prospective interviewer interviewees. Yeah. Okay. For the show, which seems like it should not be a big deal, <laughs> but uh, I didn't get back to him right away, and then it just kind of kept going longer and longer <laughs> to the point where I was like, hey, man, I'll get back to you soon. I'm sorry for the delay. And I still haven't written it, and we were, we were just talking about this. It, it should, I just don't know what to say, and, and I, have this, I have this draft email open. I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> and, it, and all that's in the email is, sorry for the delay, Noah. <laughs> and I haven't sent it yet. And there's no other. I was going to write the actual <laughs> testimonial, and I it's still not there. It's it's just hanging over your head. It's just it's like it really shouldn't be that hard. It just feels like a a chore or like a task that I have to do. But there's no deadline, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to push it off forever. Yeah. The the it, what's funny about that is we can all identify with this, and now for sure. Noah should be asking for recommendations and for testimonials. People should do that. That is something you should do. But we've all had those kind of requests that it's like, hey, can you do this for me? And then it just feels like work. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like feels like homework. And now, I don't know if people have noticed this, but I am an expert tennis testimonial giver. You just have some, ad, some Mad Libs. You just fill in the blanks. You have like a, a bunch of pre-written ones ready to go (laughs) i'm just i'm i'm so used to it so like i'm writing all day i i write tweets for a living now that's my new job and when people ask me what i do now is i just go okay i'll just write some right now and part of it is practice part of it's my personality but i like jack mcdade just asked me if i could write a testimonial for his uh new course called radicaldesigncourse.com and uh you can go there and see the testimonial gave him but i i wrote him like six testimonials in about six minutes 
I, yeah, you showed me that. And they're, <laughs> all of his replies are like, oh, man, that's great. That's perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and people ask me, how come your ugly face shows up everywhere on all these websites? I'm, I'm testimonial on refactoring UI, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, the components. I have a testimonial on Fathom. And it's just because I'm, I, to me, it's just like, yeah, I can write it. I'll write it right now. So I might, maybe I'll ghostwrite your testimonial for Noah. Okay. <laughs> Noah, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think it does, This it, there's a tension here because you do want to, every once in a while, reach out to somebody and ask them to do something for you. But there, there's also, the tension is, your request could turn out to be to feel like work or homework for that person. Yeah. And like there's certain things like submitting to product hunt. A lot of people ask me to do that. It it started feeling like homework to me and like I just had this whole other job which was just to submit things to product hunt. And so increasingly like unless I have some sort of relationship with people, uh I don't do those things, you know? And I'm I'm trying to get better at saying no to things right away that I just know I'm not going to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this one this one feels different because it was like I was involved in it, mm-hmm. obviously. If it was just out of the blue like all right, I'd probably would be easier for me to say no, but the another trick and this is what Adam Wathen did. What did he say? He said um he basically just said, hey, can I get a testimonial from you? I'll write out something kind of initial that might fit you, and then you can modify it if you want, or you can just use that. And I was like, yeah. yeah. So I had a starting point where I could like go, oh, okay, I, I just tweak this, rewrite this part. Looks good. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I suppose it'd be it'd be nice if would include something like, hey, this, this is what a couple other people wrote. Yeah. Yeah. You should just write back and say, hey, what if some other people wrote? Yeah. Anyway, I, I just thought it was perfect because it's yeah. like it's such a common thing that uh, that we all experience. Yeah, it is, and I, you know, a part of it too is I think related to just how much other stuff's going on and yeah, other things that are bouncing around in my head, and it's just like there's no actual space in there for that. You do have to be careful about that stuff though, because it can overwhelm you. You can have all of these things you've said yes to, and. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like death by a hundred paper cuts, right? Yeah. Right. Here we are at a hundred, <laughs> hundred episodes. <laughs> Here we are. And you had asked me earlier, you know, we're at a hundred episodes. Business is good. How are we supposed to be feeling right now? Yeah. Which has become a, a, a reoccurring it should. Uh, theme yeah, of it, 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 it the is, show. Yeah, it, we're we're, de- we're we are in our midlife crisis of SaaS building. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think I feel like we're just in a spot where it's going to feel uncomfortable. Mm. Uncomfortable in what way? I think for me that the problem is not quite knowing what is next. Mm. Like we, I know we've discussed this. It's like you you have all this excitement and kind of like hard work and anticipation all wrapped up into getting to this certain point, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 
the business being successful and us being able to comfortably live off of this company we built, which we have done, which is mm -hmm. awesome. And I'm, you know, I think we're both incredibly proud of it. Mm -hmm. But then you get to that point and it's sort of like, what, what's next? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, meaning what do we shoot for next? What do we shoot for? I guess what's the next challenge? Um, because I, I don't know if you're like this, but for me, it's like the, the fun part is the journey, not the destination, which I think a lot of people say. Uh, and I think it's true. It's like the destination is, you know, you get there and whatever, mm -hmm. but the actual journey to that point is the exciting part. Yeah. And this, this might kind of dovetail into like other things we're wrestling with, but it just feels like we're, we're at a place where we're now we're trying to like keep our customers around and prove that we're worth the money they're spending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's so many ways to slice this. As I was quickly thinking about this, because yeah, we've been talking about it internally. Uh, Ward Sandler and I talked about it uh, two episodes ago. I thought of three things that I think would be interesting to think about. And this is like, this is the time where you hire a business coach. <laughs> this is, this is where you yeah. bring in, you know, some motivating person to go, Hey, all right, this is what you got to do. You know, you've, you've, you're down here and you got to be looking to the next peak over there. You're, you've hiked this peak. You got to hike the next yep. peak. Come on, let's fire you up. And, uh, you know, we could do that. That that could be something we invest in. To me, I think there's there's three things I think about: uh, purpose, routine, and then some personal stuff. And I gotta I gotta remember actually what each of these mean. I mean, in terms of purpose, the initial purpose has been fulfilled. We're thinking: how do we make this thing a business that can support? two people full-time. right? And we've accomplished that. And so now we need some a new sense of purpose. Now, some of that might come from, depending on, and some of this is going to be individual and some of this is going to be us as a company. Individually, I have to think every day, okay, what fires me up? And you know, I just got off this call with this this gal who works in the government, uh, the U.S. government, and uh, at the EOC. So this is the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. This gal was so excited about podcasting. It's nice. like she she talked about how much like she danced around the room when it it was submitted to Apple Podcasts. And I love stories like that. It fires me up to be talking to somebody who is excited about podcasting. And she wants to, you know, they're trying to figure out how they can get some microphones in and make it sound better. She's, she's learning how to edit them in Audacity. To me, that fires me up personally. So I think, you know, we have to figure out individually, okay, what are the things that are going to fire us up? Yeah. Uh, do you have a sense of that? What that will be for you, by the way, like what what your personal purpose around work might be? Yeah. Normally, I mean, for me, when I'm 
when I'm actually like getting a groove, actually working on the site, which is mostly the dashboard. Um, I think the things that fire me up are kind of like when I can get excited about something new that I'm working on or some new library that I'm using or some new technique that just makes things easier, mm. both for me and for our customers. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Some new, new library that's like, Oh man, this is great. This makes my life way easier. Mm-hmm. Simplifies everything. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, that's important for us to identify, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's also company purpose and or maybe our purpose as owners. And, you know, wrapped up in that is going to be, you know, what difference are we trying to make in the world? How are we trying to make the world a better place? How are we trying to serve other people? Um, how can our work uh, meaningfully impact other people? And, you know, part of that, up until now, you and I have been really... This is why it's hard, like, you have to almost like, like Derek Sivers says, you have to take off the old clothes and then set them aside and then go and find some new clothes. But while you're looking for new clothes, you're naked and it's awkward, right? Like, all you Uh want to do is go back to the old clothes. And in some ways, it's like, we've we've got here, we got to take off the old clothes and... Now we, we're searching around for some new clothes, but it's awkward. And it could be, for example, we say, you know what? Our new purpose as a company is we want to hire 100 people. <laughs> now, already, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But part of that is the old clothes speaking. It could be the new clothes still involves us being a two-person company. Um, you know, that that could be true. But... That's. It feels like that's the kind of work we're going to have to do next is figuring out what do we want to do. Maybe our new purpose is going to be saying, you know what, we want to get a thousand new people podcasting that wouldn't normally be podcasting before. Or instead of donating 1% to environmental causes, uh, we want to donate 2%. Or uh, our purpose is to... Um, to like, we're just going to get really fired up about bootstrapping and helping other people bootstrap their companies. There's all sorts of purposes we could have that are, you know, bigger than ourselves. For example, if we were going to hire a hundred people, I mean, if, if we were even going to hire one person full time, like we don't have enough money for that right now. <laughs> right. So, or, or we would have to be okay with us being paid less. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Yeah. So this is this is the trade-off, right? And this is why also I think sometimes you have to be naked for a while because I mean, full transparency, I don't want to pay myself less for a little while. <laughs> I I I'm trying to to build up some savings and stuff that uh, that I haven't had basically since uh my first business when I was 20 one or whatever failed. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean just because I don't like that idea today on March 4th doesn't mean I might not like it later, right? So there's a, in the same way that you shape a product, I think that purpose is one of those things, both individually and as a company, those are things that get shaped and then kind of uh, you decide what you have the appetite for and then you commit to it, right? 
we decided we had the appetite for uh, the the one um, percent for the planet program, and you know that that was that was something that got shaped over time, and then we committed to. And I think this this will be the same thing. Anything else on that that you thought of? No, I don't think so. It's just, I mean, it, yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be an ongoing thing we think about for a while. So related to this, I think there's also this idea of organizational, uh, I, I said routine, but what I mean is cadence. So mm-hmm. Buffer, every year, the company Buffer, they have uh, two team retreats. They got, you know, every year in... The spring, we're going to go somewhere warm. And every year in, you know, they do this every year. And I think for us to be a healthy company, we're going to have to implement some of that. Yeah, we do. I, yeah, we definitely don't have any of that. I don't, I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like we have much of a cadence as a company, you know, even though we're small. Mm-hmm. We don't have these, yeah, either retreats or just like certain things to look forward to or... Mm-hmm plan on happening um even day to day i mean i think our weeks are just sort of each week is totally different yeah yeah or in some some cases each week is too much the same right right <laughs> yeah and so i think there's something to this and again there's there's the individual level and then there's the company level individually you and i both have to figure out uh routines, a cadence, a rhythm that works for us. But then overall, as a company, we need to figure out what is the routine, the cadence of the company. And we've dipped our toes in some of this. You know, over Christmas, we took uh, a bunch of time off. And that's now become, I think, going to become part of our, our company's cadence every year. But there's also even thinking deeper about it, like, okay, but what is that time for? Um, what's the what's the deeper purpose behind what we're doing? Right? Right. And I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna have to shape some of this stuff too. If we know that, you know, you or I or both of us gets a little we get a little bit depressed in the winter, then what are we going to do as a company? to to like implement in our regular cadence to make that better. And yep. it is hard, like in some ways it is, this is why, oh man, this it's hard because if you're just thinking about this yourself and it's all on you, it's like, it's exhausting. It's like easier to just keep wearing the same clothes you've been wearing, you know, and not worry about it. Yeah, change is, change is hard. I think that's being being I guess vulnerable and sort of not knowing this like yeah there's this idea of not knowing and yeah it's it's challenging. Yeah, not knowing and also I think inertia. Mhm. So what's the rule of inertia? It's like things won't move unless you apply an external force or something. Right. I'm terrible at this with my family. Like I'm just the worst. My family is the same way. Like they want things to look forward to. <laughs> like where are we going to go on summer vacation? What are we doing for spring break? 
I am terrible at thinking forward to those things and building up anticipation for here's something we're looking forward to. We're all going to go, you know, over here and we're going to go camping and we're going to, I, I'm just so bad at that. I'm, I, I get so caught up in my regular routine that it's hard for me to kind of like stick my head up above the, uh, you know, above the weeds and go, oh, wait a second. I got to set a milestone way out there that we're going for. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's easy to forget about that stuff. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't, I'm not great at kind of setting those, I don't know, not goals, but like, yeah, things to look forward to in the future. And like anytime they, anytime they happen or anytime I do something, I was, feels good and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But now we, we do have something we've done regularly in April. We did our Portland, Portland founders retreat, uh, last April. And I think the year before, were we at XOXO the year before? Well, no, that would be, that would have been September. Okay. So we do have some sort of cadence that around April we do something. Uh, this year we'll be at MicroConf. April, <laughs> Assuming it's still happening. Yeah, assuming it's still happening. That's true. There's things getting canceled. Mm, um, yeah. I think that April probably makes sense, but I wonder if that's something we want to shift in the future. Uh, it, it does feel like we we almost need something February... January or February to kind of kickstart us again. Yeah. And I'm wondering as an idea for next year, yeah, Jan, Feb retreat, question mark, is something I think we should think about. And then, yeah, maybe thinking about what other time of year makes sense for us to do something uh, as a company. And it might, I think this is, it's in my mind, it's, you know, you and I getting away together or, you know, there's all sorts of things we could do. Like some, some companies, they'll have a retreat every year where they, all the families come to, and it's like work and play. Uh, some places will do, you know, just a team retreat and then they'll do a big company retreat and they're both for different things. Uh, because each of like an event like that also pushes you to think about like, well, if we're going to be, you know, in Portland together in January, uh, we need to have some sort of like, what are the big questions we're going to be wrestling with? Like, is that when we set our calendar or, you know, yeah, I, I think that's something to think about. And there, I know there's people listening right now. Uh, Brian Ray is one of those people that whenever I listen to him, he just seems very thoughtful about stuff like this, (laughs) like process and, uh, you know, regular, uh, he, he's really into remote work right now. And like, you know, here's the cadence you need to have with <laughs> remote employees for one-on-ones and here's what, you, how are you, how are you folks thinking about annual retreats and things like that? So yeah, if, if folks have ideas, let us know. I I'm glad we're, we've been wrestling with this though. I, I'm glad you brought it up because I think it is something that. Yeah. It's a, uh it's a weird feeling. I think you, you expect to feel some, you expect to feel a certain way. I think when you reach a certain point and then you don't, you're like, huh, I wonder why that is. How do you, how do you beat inertia? Like, how does that work? Because 
there's this this feeling of so if it's purpose, routine, and then personal context, maybe the personal context is a little bit trickier to figure out. But we we also need to be thinking purposefully about our ourselves individually, and also, you know, our um, our individual contexts. I guess. This is kind of unformed in my head, but you know the example I, I think of in my head is that when I was in an old the old town I was living in, I just didn't feel very connected to my neighbors, didn't feel connected to anybody. Like it just wasn't a good place for me, and I didn't realize how much that impacted me until I moved here, and then I just met all these people who became a part of the fabric of my life. Mm -hmm. And that fabric has led to like, like I forget how lonely I was, you know, in different places in my life. And I think, and I mean, talk about inertia. Like when I was feeling those things, like feeling kind of like, uh, you know, lonely and oh, huh? You know what? I'm the. How, how am I ever going to get out of this? It wasn't me that was pushing to get out of it. It was my spouse that was saying, "Let's get out of here." And I was like, "No, things are fine. Like we don't need to move. We're fine here." And and also the th- the thought of like, how could anywhere else be any better? <laughs> like it's not going to be any better. And then to move and to be like, oh, well, this place actually is better. <laughs> like, it, it, you know? So I've been thinking about that too. And also thinking like in the times, like there's times of the year and situations where I don't feel good. And how can I preempt that? And part of it is like, Justin, you're going to have to set a regular time for you to get away for like a individual just retreat away. You're going to have to set a time to, for you and uh, Lorinda to go and, mm-hmm. you know, do something together every year. You're going to need time for you to take the family. Like right now, our family's been inside all winter. Like you can tell we're kind of crusty and like, you know, like we're, we're, our 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 daily usage stats on our iPads have gone up like six hundred percent. You know, yeah. So how are we gonna how are we gonna shake off the the barnacles? You know, yeah. Anyway, I I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good to chat about it. Um, and again, folks out there, as you're listening, if you can identify with this, just uh, let us know on Twitter. Our our Twitter handles are in the show notes. Why don't we take a quick like break and just share what we're working on right now? All right. <laughs> less less uh, emotionally uh, taxing. So you've been playing around with Alpine JS. I have, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So while I've, I've been working on our, our big dashboard update, um, kind of reworking the dashboard to make it a little more functional. And I, you know, up until this point, we've been using semantic UI, which includes a bunch of jQuery JavaScript junk. And it's just this massive library of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to move away from that. I didn't really necessarily want to go full on like Vue.js, which also seems like overkill for what we need. And you had mentioned Alpine. I, I had seen it before. And it looks a lot like Vue. Uh, you connected me to the um, Caleb, right? Yeah, yeah. Caleb, who who started it? Yeah. So I've been I've been talking to him a little bit, just asking him some questions about how to do certain things and is, is this possible and giving him a little bit of feedback. Um, it's not, it's really nice. It's like I've had a couple, a couple of times where I've done something that I didn't think would be possible and it worked and it was incredibly easy and I barely wrote any JavaScript. Nice. And I was like, oh, that was great. Yeah. And then I asked, I asked him something and I'm like, man, it, it would be, I'm struggling with this. And I don't know if this is possible. He's like, oh yeah, we can do it with this. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, that's great. No, it was like, yeah, it was just super easy to implement this one thing that I wanted to do. And Yeah, I like this. This is, again, one of the advantages of the Laravel community um, is that they're so excited. And that, ex like, they're, like, Caleb is an implementer. Like, he is building stuff. He loves the web. He gets excited about it. And... If you listen to him, like on their podcast, uh, No Plans to Merge, they they just get so excited about different elements of the web or different elements of their work, and they're thinking about all you know different edge cases and things, and mm -hmm. it's because they're like in it, you know. They're they're and they're you know they're young. They still have that enthusiasm, and uh, basically, old people like us need to suck their blood so that we can feel <laughs> right. <laughs> Just for a minute, just for a minute. They're, it's their metaphoric blood. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to take your excitement and that unbridled, like, youthful enthusiasm, and we just want to ride that train. Exactly. Yeah, so it's good. There's a lot. There's yeah, there's a number of things I still need to figure out how to do. I'm essentially replacing a bunch of pre-built components and a and a spaghetti mess of jQuery from our previous dashboard into something that's a little more organized. Yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot of little components, you know, things like modals that pop up and interacting with those and drop down menus that are searchable and file uploading and uh, just a number of little, you know, JavaScript kind of widgets that are de uh, already dependent on other libraries, but I just have to like kind of wrap them up a different way. Yeah. So in the future, I wonder if a better routine for us, it feels like this kind of like, this is good. This is deep house cleaning. Like you're, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Is that the right metaphor? Uh, refactoring. I mean, it's, it's uh, slightly more than that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's, this is the kind of work that it's refactoring, but you're like rebuilding something that's already been built and you're cleaning out the attic, right? You're taking all this old, JavaScript spaghetti stuff out. I wonder if there's a better of time of year to do it. Like, I wonder if 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 the timing of the year uh, matters. Like, for example, 
is it is a better context for <laughs> for us to be doing that while, uh, while we're in Mexico sipping on uh, pina coladas uh, in the sunshine and going, you know what? I'm going to clean out that attic and this, that's uh, what I'm do. I don't know. I feel like winter's better because it's it, it actually has been requiring a lot of deep focus and I don't think I would do that on the beach in Mexico. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So, but it's also been lately hard to achieve that deep focus. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, what I say. As winter grinds on, you know, everyone gets so excited about winter. It, it, like, at least I do, because I'm like, yes, like this is the time where I'm going to be inside. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be working. But hmm. by the time that March rolls around, I'm kind of like, okay, like, yeah, it's like dirty and dusty in town. Uh, the snow's all melting, but it's not green yet. Uh, y- you know, it just it it kind of feels you're you've been inside for months. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, so I guess it depends what phase of winter we're in. That's true. Cool. Well, I mean, that's. I I think yeah. it's exciting to and yeah it's been it's it's been going well it's uh I don't know if it's taking longer than I wanted to but it's it's a big it's a big project yeah um, we've been trying to put it into cycles the base camp way but it has been a little bit tricky yeah I just it doesn't really it's not I mean the whole thing is not a six week cycle right it's not I mean maybe it could have been if I was like operating at 100% efficiency for six weeks, but that's impossible. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think this is the kind of thing where it would be helpful to hire somebody? Uh, Maybe. Like there's different types of hires. Like you could work hire someone to work alongside you. You could hire someone to do it. You could hire somebody to... Uh, be a coach or encourager. Like there's... I wonder if any of those would fit here. Maybe. I mean, this this is a tough one because like it's really it would be really hard to hire someone and just have them do it be, without them having any knowledge of the system. Yeah. Um, it might be. It, I don't know. Hiring someone to sort of work alongside you that is, you know, use Tailwind and Alpine or, or is like excited about doing work like that because for me it's like you're right i'm i'm basically rebuilding a thing i've already built which is not the most exciting thing there are exciting parts of it and then i'm using something new but i'm really just doing the same thing again yeah so i mean like here's what i'm thinking in my head like what if we hired a young whippersnapper like caleb to pair program with you and he like you're building it but he's the whole time he's like oh but you, you know, in the way that a young person who's like excited about stuff goes, have you thought about this or you could do it this way? Or like, like he, he wakes up and eats, you know, uh, JavaScript Cheerios for breakfast. Like he's thinking about this, you know? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I feel like that's the, that's the difficult part about getting older and doing this type of work that you've done before is that you, you kind of get stuck in your own your old ways and you're more resistant to change yeah uh there's less points that you get excited about something new yeah maybe having some some young blood yeah the would be good yeah the young bloods man that's the thing you gotta the the, eventually the old need to (laughs) to survive they need to drink the blood (laughs) 
that's going to come back and haunt me sometime. People, I'm joking. That's a joke. If you, uh, when, I, when I'm trying to become the presidential candidate in 2080, that, that quote's going to come back to me. I just, Did you ever see the, uh, the, the vampire movie, Let the Right One In? No. Oh, I think it's Swedish. They did a, they did a U.S. remake, but eh, probably not worth it. Okay. Uh, really good movie. Really? Yeah. Now, I get pretty scared in movies. Um, Is it scarier? Okay, the scariest movie that's still... I watched this movie like six years ago, and it still impacts me emotionally, is uh, World War Z. Zed? Okay. That, I, I still like... I have... I still have shuddering memories of that movie. Okay. I should let my kids watch this movie and then I'll see. I don't know how it compares. It's, it is described as a, a 2008 Swedish romantic horror film. Interesting. Okay. I'm going uh, to get my kids to watch this first. <laughs> it's much different than any other like vampire movie you've probably seen. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll report back if I watch it. Okay. All right. For me, one thing I've been working on that I could share that might be interesting is I've been contacting the winners from our contest. So we use this tool called Contest Kit to run a giveaway. And part of this is me just experimenting, figuring out, okay, how can we, what are some other things we can do to diversify the way we get trials and customers? And I thought, you know, I'm going to try this contest thing. And so we had, yeah, transistor.fm slash contest. People would enter with their email address, and then they would get a link that they could use to invite other people. And in my head, the idea was, you know, I'll contact these folks once after the contest is over and, you know, uh, have, you know basically list out all the winners and then say something about Transistor. And, you know, maybe that'll generate some business, maybe not. And then I thought it would also increase the number of people talking about us and linking to us on social and other places. Yeah. So Did it do that? I think so. Uh, it's definitely something I want to keep trying because it's and and maybe kind of building on. Here's the stats. So we had 410 people register, which is pretty good, actually. I didn't promote it a ton, uh, basically on the show, and then I tweeted about it a few times, and a bunch of people found that page. 64 people were already on our mailing list, and 55 uh, of those 410 had been a customer at some point, either a trial or paid person. Uh, And actually, even that's interesting. So let's say that one of these 55 people won the microphone. That's one of the things we gave away. That still benefits us because it creates all this goodwill, but also we have a podcaster using our platform who has better audio, which was kind of another goal in my head is like, how can we in some ways kind of uplift the community and have more people at least to having a decent microphone. So yeah, interesting. So uh, a bunch of new uh, 
kind of email contacts that, again, I, I don't think I'm going to contact them forever, but maybe just one email to say, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, here's the winners. And here's something about Transistor. And the other surprising thing was just how many people uh, shared it on social media. Like a lot of people saying, hey, I'm a customer of Transistor, uh, love the platform, and they're running a contest right now. So we we had people who are already kind of invested in us. It gave them a like a tool that they could use to share Transistor with their friends, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And I think sometimes like people want to share. They want to, you know talk about their favorite products and they just don't have a, a a means of doing that and so this gave them the means to talk about it so yeah overall it's been cool um i've been sending out prizes uh i will say uh so we gave away four microphones is that right four or was it more than that now i can't remember maybe it was five microphones <laughs> um the uh, platform contest kit is cool because you can like define how many prizes you want. So yeah, five microphones, 10 transistor t-shirts and five, uh, one year of podcast hosting and analytics on transistor. And so, I mean, it's easy for us to give away the podcast hosting and analytics. People just sign up and then I just credit their account for a year. Um, the microphones were a little bit tricky. I, Anyone in Canada and the U.S. and Europe, it was easy because I just went to the respective Amazon site and just ordered it on there and just sent it to them. But we had a few people in like other countries that won. And so oh, yeah. I think I'm just going to send them the PayPal equivalent um, just because I, I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on shipping and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, we were talking about how to limit that, right, to certain countries. Yeah, I think it's still cool. Like even if, like let's say they get the money and they don't spend on a microphone, who cares? It's like, you've won something. It's it's cool. Huh. And then uh, the t-shirt is actually the really cool one. For that, I already have like a uh, uh, design set up in Printful. And so all I have to do is go in, copy the like duplicate in the order that I've done before. And I just mm-hmm. enter their address, enter their size, click order, and then it just automatically starts the process and they have fulfillment centers in Europe and in uh, the United States. So for folks in the EU, it gets created and shipped directly from there, which is pretty cool. So it's kind of fun. It's been fun to give away stuff uh, and contact these winners. Like so so many people are super excited. So that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna. I, I have an idea on how I'm gonna iterate on this idea next. I don't want to talk about it though, because it's. I. I just don't want to let too much out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have something for people to look forward Ex- to. Some suspense. Exactly. Uh, well, we got to about fifty percent of what we wanted to talk about, but I. This is a pretty <laughs> good time to 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 yeah. uh, end it. Um, why don't you read out our Patreon supporters? All right. Yeah. Thanks to everyone, as always, for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we have Chris Willow, Mason Hensley, uh, Borja Soler. Am I saying that right still? <laughs> uh, Ward Sandler, Eric Lima, James Sowers, Travis Fisher, Matt Buckley, Russell Brown, Evandra Sassy, 
Pradyumna Schembecker, Noah Prail, Robert Simplicio, Colin Gray, Josh Smith, Ivan Krakovic, Brian Ray, Shane Smith, Austin Loveless, Simon Bennett, Michael Sitver, Paul Jarvis, and Jack Ellis, uh, Dan Buda, my brother, Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young, Brad from Canada, Sammy Schugert, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta! We got it. And we, that that is that our next retreat has to include Juta. <laughs> whether he probably whether should. he likes it or not. Yeah, we'll just capture him and bring him. Yeah, along. exactly. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> uh, and finally, Kyle Fox from GetRewardful.com. Thanks, everyone, and we will see you next week. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.